Welcome in to another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. He is Jordan Sherwood making you money once again last week. Follow him on Twitter at one-on-1063. Jordan, how's it going? We made the people a little bit of money last week. That five-to-one shot that we talked about came in. So now we turn to UFC 275. Finally, another pay-per-view event with a very good card here coming up on Saturday. Yeah, very top-heavy for UFC 275 in Singapore. An excellent main event and co-main event, plus a, a, a rematch that's uh, several years in the making. And yeah, we, we, did, we did okay. Uh, at UFC Fight Night 55. I, I wish we did a little bit better, but Jazirino Rosenstruck just didn't have a good game plan going in against Alexander Volkov in that main event of the heavyweight fight. So we lost on that play, but Kareem Silva, Odie Osborne were our two main card caches. And then, yeah, if you play Kareem Silva, plus 500 to win via submission, you cashed on that as well. Which you should have, because it pays to I listen. know you did, because you were uh, texting me from Norway. I did, yeah. I was texting you from Norway on WhatsApp, and be like, yeah! <laughs> so, but, yeah. A quick, but a quick question about that, because it looked like, it, or it, actually, no, it didn't look like, I hear from you that you had an, an awesome trip, awesome yeah. wedding, great, but literally, like, no photos. Like, no photos. The only photos you had of, like, one, like, bar and, like, a sandwich in a grocery store. Well, two- I mean, you got, I mean, I was on Insta. I put them on the Instagram story. I'll put them on the Instagram main feed. But, like, it it was my sister's wedding, and I don't know anybody that, that was in it. So it's not like me and my friends were at this wedding. It was my sister's wedding. I was the older brother by, like, five years. Like, my sister's five years younger than me. So, like, but I don't. Not- I don't even think I saw any photos of you and your sister. Oh, I put one. I think I put I mean, one Okay, up there. I think there was one. There was that one I, up that there. I caught in the recap. There was one up there. I'll, I'll post it on the main, on the main, on Instagram, at Adam A. Abdallah. You know, give me some followers, followers on there, too. But, no, it was a great time. And, you know, uh, Norway's a, a great great place and I made the bets before I left because I didn't I wanted to make sure that I got those locked in and of course I was checking the ESPN app which was still available over there and doing the thing where I'm like looking at the fighters and they're getting more and more red as, <laughs> you're, doing you know, the game, you're doing the live game cast yeah exactly because I can't watch yeah. it so it's just like the live it's like oh this one all right oh knockout yeah yeah, yeah. submission oh we got it. okay cool so it worked out it worked out and it was uh and she didn't notice because all the speeches were over by the time I was looking to see who had won these fights? But yeah, it was a uh, it was a great night. Yeah, you had to play it play it safe. So Absolutely, I'm glad you had a good trip. Absolutely, good well, trip. thank you. So let's get into UFC 275. We've got two title fights. We've got a great rematch that we'll talk about here in a minute. But let's start with the bottom of the main card here: Manel Cop against Hogerio Bontorin. Cop is very technical. His last two fights were won by knockout. He is a minus 220 favorite here over Bontorin, who is plus 180 in this flyweight fight. I mean, these are guys that are looking to move up in this flyweight division and cops a huge favorite here. Probably going to win. Probably going to win by knockout if we're looking at method of victory. But Jordan, how do you see this one as we preview our first fight? Here? Very intriguing fight. This fight was originally booked. You've got cop who's the striker. Very athletic. Very powerful. He came into the UFC with a lot of notoriety. He was the rising bantamweight champion. Uh, you know, a 15-4 and four record outside of the UFC. And he gets thrown to the wolves immediately when he makes his UFC debut against Alexander Pantoja, who is the rightful number one contender in this division. So he loses that fight. But, you know, since then, he's bounced back. He he knocked out Odie Osborne, who we cashed with a week ago with a flying knee. He's got two wins in a row now. And Alcop's going to want to keep this fight on the feet. And Bodoran's a very interesting fighter because he is literally, he, he has lost four fights in a row. 
Uh, one in three, I mean, because one of them was a, was a no contest. So he's lost four fights in a row, yet he's still in the top ten of this flyweight division. Not, nothing to do with the lack of depth in the division like you would with the women's featherweight division that has literally two fighters. But he's that talented. He's that good. And he's an outstanding Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner that is a pressure fighter, has a lot of power in both hands. If you saw it, you should go back if you haven't watched it yet. His fight, it was one round with Kai Kara France. He had Kai Car France dead to rights in that first round. I don't know how Kai Car France got out of this rear naked choke that he was basically done in, but he got out of it and then knocks out Butteron in that first round. It was a great fight. This will be fun for as long as it lasts because both guys are finishers. Cop, I think, has um, 16 finishes of his 19 wins, and Botaron's kind of in that same elk. So I- I'm not comfortable yet to just say Cop's going to win this fight. Uh, because the, the 230 price is too heavy to lay for that. So I'd probably want to you know, look at him in a parlay if I'm leaning that direction, but I'm not. I'm leaning the direction of just this fight is not going to distance. I'm looking at the under. I'm looking at the round total because I haven't had yet enough time to look at these guys at the scale, see what they're looking like, come fight night, and really understand if Bonaron's going to be able to get this fight to the ground and keep it on the ground. I think he can get it to the ground, but can he keep it on the ground? That's the big question. So right now, my play on this fight is at the under. I think somebody's getting finished. You're looking at the underpriced there of around minus 140 there for under two and a half rounds in this fight. If we're looking at method of victory, like I mentioned, cop uh, to knock out by uh, to win by knockout is plus 130. And then if you're looking at uh, Bondarin to win by decision would be the best, the shortest odds for him or five is uh, plus 550 by submission is also plus 550. So Vegas believes that uh, cop is going to win this fight, whether it's by decision at plus 250 or by knockout at plus 130. But you're saying the play here is take the under. You don't believe this fight is going the distance. Take that at minus 140 under two and a half rounds and then maybe throw cop in a parlay if you need to. At I, minus I d- yeah, I, d- I do because I could still probably find ways that Bodron's going to win this fight because again, he he has the ability, I think, to take any fight to the ground. Can he keep it there? And Cop has been taken down in some previous fights. So, uh, and, and Bodron's going to fight with pressure. He's going to not be intimidated by Cop and his versatility from a striking standpoint. And, and I think he matches power straight up from a sta- from a, a stand up, you know, thinking point and stand up uh, point. So, either way you look at it, it's hard for me to to just lay the juice completely on Cop. So, parlay as you said, but more so, I love the under it, and especially at a dollar forty price. Our next fight is a insanely intriguing fight. This was the best fight of the last few years. This is a rematch. The first time these ladies met up, it was pure fireworks. Zhang Wei Li against Joanna Yajacek. It's going to be great. Wei Li is a minus 160 favorite. Uh, Yajacek uh, is a plus 140 uh, underdog here. But the last two, last time these two fight, it was the fight of the year. It was the fight of the night, obviously. I mean, just absolute explosiveness. This has been, like you mentioned when we first started, this is a rematch years in the making. I mean, there's four women in this division that are just amazing fighters, and you get two of them matching up right here tonight on Saturday night. Yeah, you know what, and it's a very interesting fight because, you know, Whaley, you know, after that fight, you know, went on and she had her battles with Rosenam and Yunus, and Yolanda Jacek has not fought since the, since their epic war in 2020. And I, and I actually, I don't think either fighter is the same fighter uh, that that stand opposite each other when they met, you know, a few years ago. We've, see, we, we've seen what happened 
You know, you know, Lee, Zhang Lee got knocked out by a head kick by Rosanam and Yunus. Dent went five hard rounds with her, lost that fight. So I don't know what to make of this fight. I don't know what fighter you're going to get. I think you're going to get a, a great fight, probably not living up to uh, the hype that the last one w- was certainly, you know, lived up to. And it went five rounds. So unfortunately for our listeners, this is a stay away fight for me because I cannot trust either fighter to be the same. I think if you have to play it, you play the favorite in 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 Lele just because I think that she has the ability to take this fight to the ground. Yoyana Jacek is 100% a stand-up fighter. She wants to utilize her Muay Thai. She wants to use probably her speed and her length, but Whaley's got power, and we saw she could go five rounds hard with Joanna and work in those takedowns. It should be a fun fight, should be a great fight, but it is a stay-away fight for me from a mental standpoint. And where is your J-check? Two years off since she's, we've seen her in the in the octagon. It's a big question for me if she's going to be the same type of fighter as well. This is a just put your feet up and hope that both teams win, right? Like hope that everybody has hope that everybody has fun, yeah. right? Like just enjoy this fight because this has the potential to be another great explosive fight. You hope that it is. You hope it has it looks anything like their last fight a few years ago. But yeah, I mean for me, I just don't know. With such short odds at minus one sixty and plus one forty. I might play Wei Lee just to throw it in a parlay just to see if it boosts some odds here. Maybe just play it straight up. Or maybe live bet. What I might do is live bet. Is probably look at this fight and see how the first round is going. The problem is anybody can get knocked out here in a second. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's the issue. And I mean, if you go back and look at their actually, if you if you go back and look at their first fight, uh, I think that that it was either the second or the third round that Wei Lee like literally needed to be carried to her corner by her cornerman, and she ends up winning the fight. So mm-hmm. you know, even there's there's a risky pop proposition of, of having that be. Um, you know, a live bet. Plus, again, you know, we've seen now back-to-back fight weeks where judging just is complete, 100% questionable. So how could you even, you know, consider risking that when, when you don't know what the judge is looking at? We saw it with the Ketlin Vieira fight, which we were on the right side. But for me, uh, the Molina-Zugalev uh, fight, I had Zugalev, the underdog, and most people scored the fight for him, and Molina won the fight. So uh, you know, I, I think it's a risky proposition if you're going to look at live betting the fight. But I, I like where your head's at. Yeah, lately probably the smarter fight, uh, fight play, and likely in a parlay. We move on to our title fights here. We've got two of them, Valentina Shevchenko against Tyler Santos. This fight should could be could be decent. Like I'm going through my research here and like looking at 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 previous Valentina Shevchenko fights and uh, Tyler Santos is the shortest dog that she's fought in a long time. And that's at plus 450. Yeah. Like Shevchenko is such a good fighter and a good fighter right now that being plus 450 is kind of respectful because you're looking at this and you're like, well, there's no way that that Santos wins this fight. But at plus 450, it it might be worth a look, but I can't see a way that Shevchenko loses this fight. She's been fighting amazing. She's she's at the best uh, at uh, she's the best at her game right now, and she might be, in going through all the research and reading everything and doing all the prep for this, she might be the best pound-for-pound fighter in the women's division right now. Well, first off, I mean, you in this sport, you have to appreciate dominating champions, and that's exactly what Valentina Shevchenko is. She has taken on all comers, and she has beaten all comers. She can break the tie 
with Ronda Rousey for consecutive title defenses in women's mixed martial arts. It's not held by Amanda Nunez. That's because Amanda Nunez, well, also just lost her last fight, but also she was defending two belts. So it's actually it actually is Amanda Nunez's, but um, Valentina Shevchenko has an opportunity to break the record. She's tied with Ronda Rousey right now for six consecutive title defenses. She's good everywhere. She's a great Muay Thai practitioner. She's very good on the ground. She can go cardio for days. Uh, she's you know she's built like granite. There's she, no flaws. There there aren't any flaws. But I will say this: Tyler Santos deserves to be the most respected underdog that Valentina Shevchenko has fought. She's 19 and one for a reason, and that's because she's uber talented. She has knockout power, and she's got versatile submissions. And we saw that and the reason why she was here, and it was actually a prop that we suggested several weeks back when she uh, submitted Joanne Wood, uh, knocked her down, and then t- actually twice, and then in the second time just decided to go down to the, to the ground with her and I think strangle her to death. So, you know, Tyler Santos deserves the, the notoriety. From what I he- I'm hearing is this moment's going to be too big for her. This, this, this mm-hmm. is, again, going up against a dominating champion like Valentina Shevchenko mm-hmm. that has taken on all comers, beaten all comers, finished all comers, or just completely dominated them. This might be too big of a moment, too soon for Tyler Santos. She's certainly worthy of, of a title contention, but this could be too big. So it's going to have to be Shevchenko, maybe inside the distance, and Shevchenko as part of a parlay. And that's a risky po- proposition because what, what have we seen? We... At some point, the wheels fall off for dominating champions. Yeah, Demetrius Johnson lost. Anderson Silva lost. Uh, Amanda Nunez just lost. I mean, these, these these fighters that we think are just invincible. You got to remember, it's the fight game. Mm-hmm. It is the fight game, and anything could happen. But I just don't believe that Tyler Santos is that fighter that's going to cause. And Valentina Shevchenko, I think, a understanding where she could be from a legacy standpoint if she shatters the record for consecutive title defenses. And quite frankly. Her next fight could be that trilogy fight she wants, going up in weight class and challenging Amanda Nunez. Obviously, Amanda Nunez has business at first. She's going to have to reclaim her championship against Juliana Pena later on this year, and maybe there's a trilogy fight for that. But this is a huge opportunity if Valentina Shevchenko is still the champion uh, to cement herself as one of the greatest of all time. Looking at that under 3.5, it's uh, plus 130 right now. If you want method of victory, Shevchenko by knockout is plus 200. Shevchenko by submission is plus 450. And Shevchenko to win by decision is even money at plus 100. Anything that intrigues you there, because minus 630 is, is a lot. I, I, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think it's, it's the finish. It's, it's the under. It's the total under. I mean, again, Tyler Santos hasn't been finished. The one loss was a split decision in her UFC debut, which argumentably could have been you know, in her favor. Mm-hmm. But she's a finisher. Valentina Shevchenko is certainly uh, a finisher, although at, at some points we've seen her you know, kind of put on cruise control. So that's why it's a risky proposition at that plus money. But I'll, 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 I'll put it down. I'll look for a finish. She wants to go out there and cement herself, so I think Valentina Shevchenko likely gets it done inside the distance. All right, and, and throw that in a parlay with Cop, right? What's well, a Cop, uh, a cop Shevchenko parlay? Pay, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. You're the guy that with the odds. I don't have him. Well, I'm just saying. I said that's why I said we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. If you if you give me a second here, I thought talk like, amongst yourselves. Like, I thought you're like Rain Man. Talk and amongst you're able yourself. To do that. I'll give you a topic <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, that plays. And it's still minus five one one fifty four. <laughs> 
Okay. Now we're going to need we're going to need one more fighter it's, in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll find we'll find something in here. Finally, our main event, another title fight, Glover Teixeira against Yuri Prohashka. This is a fight where the title uh, holder is an underdog here. Teixeira is plus 165 where Prohashka is minus 195. I mean, Teixeira is 42 years old. He's 42 years old. <laughs> like that's a that's a that's an old man fighter right there. Like and he's still a beast, but at some point and it looks like this. If you're looking at the odds makers, the odds makers believe that this this might be it for him uh, at at plus one sixty five, whereas Prohashka's minus one ninety five. I mean, these guys are just going to come out. He's got uh, you know Prohashka's got uh, twenty five. His twenty eight victories are by knockout. So this could be over with. It could be over with inside the distance. But I turn to you, the expert at that. How do you yeah, see this main such, event? It's such an intriguing fight. I mean. First off, Glover Teixeira, the oldest first-time champion, as you just mentioned, 42 years of age, eight years and 15 fights it took him to win the championship since the previous time he challenged John Jones for the title. And quite literally, it's because he changed up his game plan and remembered that he is one of the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu and grapplers, Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners and grapplers that we've ever seen. He fell in love with his hands, and quite frankly, he should have because I think he had 24 wins and 21 knockouts you know, at the time when he was going up to challenge John Jones. But then he remembered who he is and has since that point has been a guy that's looked to take the fight to the ground and submit you. And I think he could do the same against Yuri Prohaska. He certainly has. We've not, we haven't seen Yuri really tested uh, from a grappling standpoint. His previous two uh, victories in his UFC career, Vulcan Uzdemir and Dominic Reyes are primarily strikers. They're not guys that are going to look to take the fight to the ground. And the other intriguing thing, we go back to the Charles Oliveira syndrome. In both of those fights, Yuri was tagged and tagged hard. And I'll say this. The difference between getting tagged by Reyes and getting tagged by Uzdemir and then getting tagged by Glover Teixeira is Reyes and Uzdemir are going to look to finish you on the feet. If Glover tags you, he's going to look to grab you, Mm -hmm. take you down, and then he strangles you or grabs an arm, grabs a leg, whatever the case may be. So it's too much money right now for me to have the confidence in Yuri Prohaska at $2, $2.10, where I've seen him priced at, to believe that I want to put a straight-up bet on him to win the fight. Mm-hmm. So I like the under to start. I don't think this is going five rounds. I think this fight literally could end in the first two rounds. Yuri wins it. If it goes past that, probably siding with Glover Teixeira to use the old man's strength and get the job done. So I love the under at two and a half. I love the under at three and a half, clearly. But I'm not yet. It's it's kind of it's kind of similar to that boner on cop handicapping. I'm not yet ready to pull the trigger on either fighter because I could see multiple scenarios where, where, where both guys wins. Mm-hmm. The common sense of me says that that Yuri Prohaska is just going to be too much for Glover Teixeira. It was the right opponent in Jan Blahovich for Glover to meet. It was the right opponent prior to that in Tiago Santos. And prior to that... Uh, Anthony Smith for Glover Teixeira to, to get in this position. And Yuri Prohaska has been pegged as, as a future title title holder before even he got to the UFC. And people are people are poo-pooing his like resume outside the UFC. And granted, it was full of, of a guy that was 52 years of age and 38 and 41. But he also has some very good, talented fighters on that resume, some very talented grapplers on that resume. And he's definitely going to be ready for a fight to go to the ground. But I'm not – so I, I'm leaning – Prohaska, I, I don't want to be on this podcast and say, oh, yeah, I, I don't have a pick or I do have a – like, if I don't have a pick, I'm going to tell you I don't have a pick. Yeah. Just 
I guess follow me on Twitter later on. I will have the have the big. Well, spot. you know where you get them. I'm FatJackSports.com. Exactly, FatJackSports.com. But I'm leaning Prohaska because I think his fluidity, his athleticism, his striking yeah. is going to be too much too too much for Glover Teixeira, too fast for Glover Teixeira. Just Glover's the man. Glover, yeah. Glover's the man. Well, no, if you're looking for Prohashka by knockout, that's minus 135. So that's where Vegas is aligned right there. They believe that this is not only is Prohashka going to win, but to see minus 135 in a method of victory is pretty rare to see those those odds right there because usually you're getting plus money on these methods of victory. And then if you go uh, Prohashka by decision at plus 750, I mean, after that, after the minus 135, you're looking at to share by submission, like you mentioned, at plus 350. So the two shortest odds are Prohashka by knockout or, like you said, the two outcomes you talked about. Or to share gets him on the ground, gets an arm, gets a leg, gets him in a choke or something like that, and then you get to share by knockout or by uh, submission, I mean, at plus 350. So either way, I mean, we both think Prohashka is going to win this fight. Whether you want to lay the minus 200 or you want to lay the minus 135, if it doesn't go the distance, which you don't believe it, you, we assume that Prohashka is going to win by knockout, right? So if it does go by knockout, I'd say the minus 135. I did add Prohashka into our parlay, and that puts it at plus 145. Okay. So there you go. So Shevchenko, so Shev- Pop, and, and, and Prohashka. Okay. Yeah, at plus I 145. Could, I, could get on, I could get behind that. There you go. Don't have to tell Fat Jack about that one. I don't want it to go against your record. No, no, I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite all right. I could go. I could. I could side with that. I mean, the other thing you have to look at is I just wanted to look it up to, to be reminded. I mean, it's been since 2017. That Clover Teixeira has has been finished by knockout uh, against Alexander Gustafsson. Anthony Johnson did it uh, a year prior to that, but you know his last loss was a, a unanimous decision loss to Corey Anderson, mm-hmm. and since that point, six fights in a six fight win streak to become the champion. So, Glover Glover's found that second win or maybe yeah. that third win of his career, and it, but. Prohashka's just got this fluidity and this, this athleticism about in the spinning back elbow knockout he did of Dominic Reyes, where Oof. Reyes just felt like a you know, sack of potatoes. Like, yeah, it's just it, the guy. The guy is an athletic freak, and uh, it'd be awesome if he's if he's champion. But it'd be a great story if Glover Teixeira holds on to the belt as well. That is the main card. Anything else in the prelims as the UFC heads to Singapore for UFC 275? I think Fihalo continues his win streak. I mean, this is a guy now that's fought six times. I think in the last 13 months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said after his uh, latest victory he wanted to be on this card, and he gets it in a tough customer against Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews at one point won six fights in a row in the welterweight division. Very well-rounded Australian fighter that'll give the fight, I think, at times to Fialo. People are probably questioning or always being able to get value on Fialo because Matthews does have a little bit of wrestling in his game, but I don't think that's going to be an issue. Fialo's going to be able to keep this fight standing probably knock out Jake Matthews, so I like him inside the distance, and I like him to win straight up. I think it's a dollar fifty right now for him on the money line just to win the fight. He is minus 140 right now. If you want him to win by knockout, that's plus 120, so there you go. Getting plus money to him by knockout. Under two and a half uh, rounds is also minus 140, so maybe you could figure something out there with the under two and a half and take Fialo on the money line as well. Uh, so that's UFC 275. They're in Singapore, so remember that. It's a little bit of a later start, actually. So, so it's uh, I believe the the. 
prelims kick uh, start around five o'clock uh, Chicago time here. So so have some coffee, stay up a little bit later, watch these fights. If you want to get more of Jordan's picks as we get closer to fight night, make sure you hit up FatJackSports.com. He's got all your NHL picks. He's two and zero in the NBA heading into tonight as we record this on a Wednesday. Baseball's always there, and of course, we're coming up to college football and NFL season, which he's crushed as well. I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. He's Jordan Sherwood. Shower him with with praise when he wins you money at Woodon1063. Don't tweet him if he loses. Don't worry about that. It's just another <laughs> night. We all lose. We all have bad nights. It's fine. But if he wins, shower him with praise. And uh, we'll talk to you next week as we preview another UFC fight night on the unnamed MMA podcast. <laughs>